Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. I'm on a switch! Full Service Radio. Y'all niggas watch the Grammys? Man, it's that time of year again, baby. I don't baby. watch any award shows. Yeah, I don't watch. I don't really watch award shows, period. I don't watch them, but I like, I follow them. They're interesting. I think the last. The commentary would be good on black Twitter, but that's The last show I used that's to check for part. was the BT exactly. Hip Hop Awards yeah. uh, ciphers. Okay, bet. And that's then real. last, it just feels like those have even gotten whack. I mean, I heard it was so. a little controversy over the Soul Train Awards this year. Oh, it? yeah. That thing yeah. is, I think, uh, like, so what, like the Grammys Ari letting the, the chopper spray? Oh, let that, talk what? about it. Say it again, say it again. Like Ari letting the chopper spray? She letting the chopper spray. How so? I've seen so, it loosely, so fill us in. So from what I understand, and somebody can correct me, but I think all three of us might not know. But from what I understand, from what I understand, Lizzo won for like a Soul Award. Okay. And her stuff is kind of more popish. It's definitely pop, yeah. So like, um, Ari was up in arms about it. In a sense Ari of, was nominated too. So oh, Ari was nominated, but did not baby. win. Mm-hmm. And she lost to Lizzo in the Soul competition Remind, for album that, of the year at the Soul Train Awards. Oh. So this was like the pregame to this Grammy shit that's popping off today. Nominations came out. Shit. Okay, go ahead. Today, okay. But hey, what happened? Ari was fully shut out. She didn't get any nominations. There no Shea Butter Baby Grammy nominations. Nothing for Gold Link either. What? Nothing. Mr. Grammy whole, himself got nothing. It's a whole lot of artists that uh, they said they said with the uh, hip hop uh, album of the year or something like that, or artist of the year, whatever the fuck it is, it's like no women. Wow, as a finalist, which is I mean that's Baffling. honestly bullshit. Like it I mean, is. it's been the year of the woman in, yeah, in the right, female right. hip hop. What? Right. But like not even Tina. So so, so, so right. after Ari right. let the chopper spray, Golding let the chopper spray. Oh shit! And he was like. Fuck that slavery ass back, 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 back ass. He, like he just he went all yeah, he, he went all with in Grammys, with it, man. But I mean, we because because he year. he pretty much was yeah. like, it's not reflective of the culture, right? Which has always been true. That's true. But you know what? I for some reason I believe these. I mean, Goldlink is kind of like our age, but I believe us. I be, I believe that in the next five years, like maybe I think niggas are really going to be undeniable Grammys, almost, bro. Like I mean, you said, what about any of this shit? But the Grammys, especially, like you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. excited to hear a little beef over the Soul Train Awards, though. Oh, that yeah. gets me a to little juice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so the angle that works in Ari's favor is the fact that she's passionate about a black award. Yeah, yeah that's dope. So, like, that part is like endearing. Shout out to uh, Summer Walker. She won an award there. You know what I'm saying? Good old Summer <laughs> Walker. <laughs> Pregnant I encourage parts. everybody to go back and listen to the last podcast. Hey, oh, but you know what, Just guys? Just because you got anxiety don't mean you still not winning out here. You know what I'm saying? That's hey, I'm you saying. know what? Hey, look, man. You know what I mean? Welcome to the Overshow, the podcast. This is your oh, chance man. to eavesdrop almost... on three professional creatives as we discuss the sources, happening as inspirations from the creative industry, from film to production to music to culture. Join us each week as we push the envelope on the possibilities of the creative industry. Our host this week, of course, is your boy, your main man, 100 grand, Bimo mm. Brown. What's up, baby? Oh man, it's it's always good to like to have you start off the podcast. Definitely man. that 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 little that little blitz you be going it's through. Right, man. It's, it's your turn, man. Yeah, you know, you know what it is, Matt, Mister Backpack, Mister SBO. The you silent know. partner. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is Thomas, aka Thomas the Great, aka uh-huh. everybody's favorite Ghanaian, aka the facilitator. the facilitator. 
Yo, the <laughs> most sweater game is popping today. Yo, man, I love the sweater oh, game. Like the, I see the sweater yeah, like game. Off the, off the facilitator. Shout out to as, Alexia, man. Yeah, Alexia as always, we're coming to you live from the lobby of the Line Hotel right here in Chocolate City on Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio. Shout out to the producer extraordinaire, Miss Alexia. Hey, girl. Hey. That, Hi. That timing is everything. Man, it's lovely, bro. I love it. Wouldn't be it. possible without Alexia. It man. would not it's be on game. UPN Wednesdays. Facts, with, although I seen a little NBC in here before. Uh, it, don't, don't, in, don't pay attention. Don't, pay, don't look at uh, don't. Uh, <laughs> Alexia. Uh, Nothing happens. <laughs> hey, pull up the app because it's time for Word, Word of, of the Day. day. The of day. the Day. Word of the Day is brought to you by DictionaryApps.com's whatever the fuck they call they app. They word of the day. The word of the day is controvert. Oh, controvert. See, controvert. ah, controvert. <laughs> con- con- controvert. Controvert. It's a, it's a verb mm-hmm. to argue about, debate, discuss. Oh, today we definitely gonna controvert. Yeah, I, I feel wanna... like we don't controvert enough. But last last week's episode was a that lot was of a controvert. A, that was a controvert. That, that was a sure, wee man. bit of a controvert. I loved it. Put your a lot of controverting going on. I loved it though. That yeah. conversation betwixt generations. Yeah, you know what was funny though? Like, yo, Ming, uh, OGK, like he's only he's twenty five, nigga. You the same generation? Yeah, as us. talking about he generation Z. Yeah, no old to, ass. I need to check IDs next time you know, before we have a discussion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he was True. Like, identifying with the young buck yeah, like he was the like, young buck. True, but we do have a special guest in the building. Talk time, time. It. Introduce, our, introduce our guest, man. Lydia Corbett. Hey, everybody. Fire artist. Oh, hey, Lil. <laughs> oh, hey. Oh, hey, Lil. Oh, hey, Lil. <laughs> so, welcome to the show. Me and Lil, our family, go way back, oh, way, yes. way, way back. <laughs> nice. uh, introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, what you're doing, when you're doing it, how you're doing it. True. Hi. So, I'm Lydia. Um, I'm an artist, so... I don't know. Any form of creation I love, like, you know, music, really do be about, about art, plays. Animation. I love it all. Yeah, it's all a part that. of me and a you part of who I am. Work, so work, work. I just try to project that through my work. I like to do all sorts of different stuff, digital art, oh, um, yeah. I know like you, you said, a, animation. You've done some shows recently. I know you collaborated yeah. with Chris at... Mm-hmm. Uh, was it uh, Black Whiskey? Yeah. No, that was chicken and Whiskey. Chicken chicken and I had whiskey. a Chicken and Whiskey chicken one, whiskey. not yeah. the Black Whiskey, word, but word. yeah, that was actually my first solo show ever. And so it was popping. This year was big for me. You yes. know, it was great. I'm very appreciative of the people that I met this year and even Brian, who I've known a long time, like yeah. put me on, you know, Facts. so it's great. Facts. Here we are. I mean, you put me on, but we'll talk about that later, man. We'll talk about that later. The circle okay. is infinite. Yeah. Y'all mind if I go a little too deep, real On in, player. All right, here we go, man. As a content creator, I find it pivotal to constantly investigate that which inspires, confounds, and disrupts creativity. Each week, I explore one creative concept, deconstruct it to its creative atoms, and analyze its foundations mm-hmm. in hope of expanding the creative process. This week, I want to talk about the Confederate States of the WWE. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. So I, it would be it would be disservice uh, if you listen to the podcast for since a while now. I did a podcast uh, a few weeks ago about Kofi Kingston being the WWE champion and how that sense of representation really brought pride and spirit into me. But today I want to talk about the Confederate States of the WWE. But first, when I was like thirteen, um, visited my dad in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, where he's lived. He took me to the driving range one time. And on this particular day, we had to park across the street because the driving range was super full. So on this particular day, as we walked back to the truck after hitting thousands of golf balls, I look up and above the golfing range are three flags. There's the United States flag, 
there is the oh, the palmetto flag, which is a palmetto tree, three stars, and a crescent moon. Mm-hmm. And then waving high and proud is the Confederate flag. And I look over to my father and I say, Pop, is that the Confederate flag? Doesn't that represent racism? And he looks at me with a straight face and says, nah, son, it represents Southern heritage and culture. Mm. And I said, okay. <laughs> Ten years later, a young lady by the name of Bree Newsom runs to the state house at in South Carolina, tears down the Confederate flag, thus beginning or at least signifying a movement in black consciousness where we are trying to get rid of these negative signals that have often caused us trauma or oppression in the past. In the South, they cover racism and oppression and they call it heritage and tradition. What's that got to do with the WWE? Well, a couple of weeks ago, a young man by the name of Jordan Miles quit the WWE. Why? Over some convoluted process. Um, all wrestlers are independent contractors, so he gets final say over his merchandise. Somehow, some way, a merchandise item gets approved where his name appears inside of big red lips and white letters, making it look like a Sambo's mouth. And to no surprise, he's very pissed off. And so he quits, and he goes on this tirade. And this is what I want to focus on. He goes on this tirade, and he says, uh, fuck the WWE. They had been holding us back and pin-holding us since the beginning of the WWE. And that made me think, have I been indoctrined to accept heritage and tradition, as I did with the Confederate flag, through racism in the WWE? Hmm. The answer is yes. <laughs> the you answer is <laughs> the answer is yes. When I hear people like the current COO of WWE say people like me aren't allowed to be champion, he uses representation and perception to hide what is pigeonholing and marginalization. So, so to the same people who are like you know, then why are you still watching B? Well, you stand with Cap and you watch the NFL on Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. Don't come in with that shit. What I want is the same quality product, but a different product. But now something has happened. Something amazing has happened. Backed by Ted Turner's money, millionaire Tony Khan, and wrestling, uh, uh, third-generation wrestling star Cody Rhodes, there is a new promotion called AEW, All Elite Wrestling. And I want to talk to Cody Rhodes for just one second, fellas, if you don't mind. Cody Rhodes, who was literally the son of the American dream, husband of a black woman, soon to be father of black kids, the son of the son of a plumber. Cody Rhodes, you have an opportunity right now. If you can produce a black star without the controversy, without uh, uh, using stereotypes, if you can create a powerhouse like Mark Henry was supposed to be before he was turned into a big sexualized buffoon, if you can create something as charismatic and something as dynamic as Booker T without falling short to stereotypes, then AEW, Cody Rhodes, you have an opportunity to steal the black audience away from the WWE. And that's being what goes too deep. If you got any problems with it, dig deeper. Any thoughts? I fucked with Booker T before the locks, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, five times. (laughs) But, you know, I get on my wrestling bag from time to time. But I just had to to let it out. I think think, uh, competition is a great thing. Yeah. You know, uh, we talk about Cat. We've been talked about Cat. Yeah. But... One thing is, like, organizations like these, like the NFL, WWE, that mm-hmm. are big monopolies mm-hmm. for so many years. It's always been hard to, like, get them to change on anything because they have that monopoly on the market. So when you can finally cut through with some, some other options that are actually competitive, yeah. 
then you can start having some leverage and some say so. Yeah. Because if you're not going to get it from the WWE, then oh, you damn we'll sure get access and whatever we need elsewhere. Finally, mm. so I think they definitely fall within the entertainment region. So right. like anything in the entertainment business is going to be, you know, <laughs> it's like mm. <laughs> they did what they did. That's and true. It's hard to change that, but. If you you got to dig deep, like you said, you dig deep, man. You got <laughs> to say break something. The so many, there's so many layers to that, bro. Yeah, got it's hard. <laughs> As we were talking to Avery last week, and I was be, I was able to kind of face some of my biases face to face. It's like, man, it's really hard to break that cycle. Like, I'm a wrestling fan to the core, right. to the core, and, and 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 until now, there hasn't been another product that can compete on that same quality. But now there is. So now I'm looking at AEW to jump that fence and tear down that flag, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, just to wrap that up, the WWE was it started off small, right? Yeah, they, they grew through expansion and absolutely and, and acquisitions and other things. So absolutely, you, know, you got to start small, and if you cut through with something innovative that the market ain't giving, that the people really want, then you know, no telling. Do it. I'm rooting Hasn't for it. WWE kind of broken into the film industry? Like, oh yeah, yeah, they got some movies. Out it's there. like ads everywhere. Yeah. Everything's <laughs> <in there>. <laughs> <laughs> reality <laughs> shows John, popping up. John Cena is like a veteran. He's, got, he's like a veteran. He's a he's Marine Twelve. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps going. Yeah, it'll but never end. They got really reality shows popping off. Yeah, the total deep. Don't get me started talking on talking on the product, man. Anyway, I just talk. <laughs> fuck them. That's where I'm at I right now. It's gonna take a lot to take them down. It is. It is. If you have a mission. Go for it. Let's do it. But I want to know what's in the bag. Yeah, what's in the bag, bro? What's, 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 what's in the bag? So what's in the bag? So it's pretty much a you know, big promo today. So Beanies. Hey. <laughs> November 23rd, which is this Saturday. It's a visual art showcase for the mind of art show OGK. The Beanies collection pays respect to the many young black men and women who've lost their lives to gun violence in the DMV. For since they are no longer with us, may their halos stay with us so that we'll always re- that, that they will always be remembered. Mm. It's going nice. to be good. It's going to be super dope. Good wine. Good black-owned beer, courtesy of Sankofa beer. Mm. Mm. Nice. Dope original pieces. Nice. Uh, vegan bites, courtesy of Good Green Grubbery. Of course. Sound selections by Hamid. Shout out to Dante and Jiggy. Shout Friends out. of the show. Jiggy. Cause and effects. Exclusive gear, gear of course. Uh, beanies, of course. We've created for this event only. In fact... Yes, entry is $20. Refreshments are included. But if you register on Eventbrite for this event, we'll throw in a custom-made one-of-one mink tote bag crafted by OGK. What? Y'all. So pull up this Saturday. Pull up this Saturday, November 23rd, between 6 and 11 p.m. Trust me, SBO-affiliated events will always hold high the standard of providing the most fun, good vibes, and safe spaces for our supporters. So if you pull up Dolo, don't worry about a thing. Speaking of homage... New DJ group founded by uh, Cause and Effects and Jiggy. Mm-hmm. SBO family, Jiggy. shout out to them Jiggy. for securing a residency right around That's the corner right. at Hustlers, Spacey Cloud baby. Lounge. What? Every Tuesday from 9.30 to 11 p.m. Oh, I feel like yeah. that should be the hangout spot for the homies. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. 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 Fuck Tris still. Some nice, some nice vegan food as well. You yeah. see a theme here. Good vibes <laughs> only. Pretty sure I mean? they have like CBD. CBD. Drinks all types. Yeah, well. I was just over there yesterday, man. They do drop straight in the mouth too, man. I didn't see that shit. I know they got freaky over there. Anyway, uh, Tuesdays from 9.30 to 11 p.m. at Spacey Cloud Lounge. It's going to be dope music. I've heard it myself. I'm excited for the world to hear it. Enjoy some of the dopest mixes in the city has to offer. Straight up. 
Um, and that's what's in the bag. The silent um, part. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I come to the public every once in a while to drop some events. So. I see, I see. No, yeah. I'm excited for Beanies, man. Have you? Are we announcing where it's going to be at? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's at 52 O Street. Yeah. Uh, but you got to pull up with oh, a ticket, okay. though. You got to pull up. I mean, you can pull up at the door. You know okay, what I'm okay. Might cost you, though. Okay, absolutely. Because event might be taxing. Facts. Hey, if you put in the code OTS, right? But wait till I get that shit set up. Yeah, nigga. so twenty percent off. Wait till the show drop, baby. Twenty percent off, baby. <laughs> Put in the code OTS. Twenty percent off tickets. Wait, wait patiently till we finish. Get that yeah, discount. Yeah. Get that tote bag, and come hang out. It's gonna be dope. So I'm so excited. You in the event game right now, man. I'm yeah. so excited, man. I, yeah, I, I was wondering popping. when the next SBL was yeah, coming. First oh, one was in April. April was a silent so part. I had, to give, it, I had to give it a half a year. I think yeah. I would do two a year. Yeah, true. You know? Okay, and then, okay. You know, true. Work on there was a strategy all along. Urbane, you know what I mean? It's on the way. Man, it was a strategy all yeah, along. I got a pace for the, my mental health. You know, I can't just be like that's real. Yo, I can't mm. be Tom Tom. This motherfucker's a machine. This oh, nigga be man. doing shit every every month, man. You know, Yo, speaking of Tom Tom, let me let me let me get transparent for a moment. Okay, I heard we got a Tom Tom adventure today. Uh-oh. Uh oh, a Tom Tom adventure. Oh, that's where we going. Call it yeah, I guess what, Tom, Tom, Tom does what he wants. I guess, I guess you can. Floor. I guess you can call it an adventure because it's my life. You okay, true. All right, so. Wow. So. Um, I'm going to get transparent for a moment, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell y'all that, like, I've been keeping it together real good, Mm -hmm. but I'm unraveling. Okay. Okay. So, as I kind of go back in in the depths of my mind and Mm -hmm. see what's transpired in the past week, yesterday I had a very good conference call. Okay. Right. So, somebody somebody approached Trezo and wanted to do an event with us. Okay. And they approached us with a certain type of situation, a date, and a price and a time. Right. So, something about the price was off. Price was really high. So, I'm really going to say that I'm going to... Hold on. They were going to pay you a really no, high price? No. we. T- so, I'm going to say the parts of the detail. Okay. I mean, the details of the story, but not say the names. Okay. Just cool. to protect everything. That's fine. All right. So, the person approached us, mm-hmm. wanted us to do an event at a place, somewhat similar to this, dot, okay. dot, dot. Okay. And... Mm. Somewhat oh, yeah. similar to this, uh-huh. dot dot dot, uh-huh. and wanted us to pay a certain price to be in that space. Whoa! And I scratched my head. But they I approached thought, you. They approached us. Okay, I'm gonna step back. I'm gonna step so, back. <clears throat> so as I sat there and I thought about it, I was like, hmm, why would I do this deal? Why? Like, what, what makes this smart? And I was like, I have no problem paying the money, but I I just want to want to be smart with my effort. You see what I'm saying? So. To be quite honest, I, I, pe- I peddled this guy with many questions. And after, after everything was finished, he reevaluated his ass. Because the whole scenario was someone having real estate and charging for the real estate. Right. When the door can be open to walk right through. Mm-hmm. So, and then on top of that, you are forcing a certain situation mm. when there's something that may naturally fit you better. Okay. 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 So, um, a conversation... A conversation from this weekend made me very careful of how I explain my point. You could be like, hell no, get out of here. Mm-hmm. Or you can be like, take it slow, break it down, and let the person understand. So in this scenario, I broke it down. Mm-hmm. I was like, we could do this, but this is why this is not smart, and maybe we should go this direction. Right. So eventually, we ended up at a better deal for both parties okay. at a later date. Okay. But how I, how I broke it down and expressed it, it was appreciated, and the guy learned from it, mm-hmm. something from it. Um, so that was that story. Um, so the reason why I say I was unraveling 
is I I'm unraveling is because um I handled that my I had two business partners on the phone. Right. But they were on mute. Okay. They decided not to say anything. Okay. Why? Because Tom Tom handled the shit out of that conversation. The facilitator. <laughs> so, facilitated that. So yeah. as 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 I would talk, you know what I'm saying, I don't really like to dominate conversations too much. Right. So like I'll kind of pause for air for lack of better words. Right. And then Reef would unmute himself, say, keep going. Yeah. And then get back off the phone. Love Reef. So <laughs> and so as I as I sit time. I sat here and I thought about this and I was like, you know, old Tom Tom probably wouldn't have handled it like that. Mm. And low key, I'm on one right now, like mm-hmm. in a good way. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I have to be like conscious of my like emotions and where all that is taking yeah. me. Um so in the transparency portion, like I, I've kind of come to the conclusion that my like I'm off center, right? And it's not like it's not like a um, a situation where like you know everything's coming tumbling down, right? So like once again, transparency. My dad was in, my dad's been in the hospital for the past week. Damn! And I found that out like minutes before walking to an event that me and Chris were doing. Right. Um, and it was like that night was a good night. Yeah. But I was thinking about my father the of entire course, time. Man, of course. Um, and there have been other scenarios that have been going on. But like when you and when anyone talks to me, they don't really see that. They okay. might see, you know, some anxiousness in my face, mm-hmm. some pressure in a, in a particular moment. Mm-hmm. But they don't really see like the insides or anything like that. Because obviously, you know, skin covers that. Right. But um, thanks, Tom Tom. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, I've just kind of I've come I, I've kind of been sitting with that for a moment, and understanding like that I have to take not necessarily like as fast as things are happening like we've talked about before and keeping a certain pace. Yeah, yeah. I've like come to understand that I'm handling it. So like the 100 miles per hour, I'm moving at the 100 miles per hour. All right. But all right. It's it like as I've been saying to myself, it's like coming at a personal cost, and yeah. am I cool with that? You gonna burn that motor oil? Hey, man, sometimes you have to allow time to recover. So right. I would say, like, you are moving at 100. You're going to get where you're going. But once you get there, you got to refuel, yeah. you know. Right. Got to so, take some time for yourself. I mean, I guess I'm also blessed that in the midst of all this, like, what, next week I'm traveling to Orlando. Talk yeah. about it. And then right after that, I'm going to Miami. Oh. So it's going to be a good few weeks. Oh. I, too, will be in Miami for a... Uh Art Basil. Basil shit. Basil. Yeah. Basil. My broke ass will be I right should be there. Thanks. <laughs> and I, I may out. or may not be getting paid for it, so I'm good. Oh, I'm on vacation. But we love a possibility. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> you said what? I'm on vacation. Okay, true. True, 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 true. true. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was my transparency moment of the day. Hey, man, you got to roll with the punches, but you also got a budget for the punches. Yeah, so definitely got a budget. For the, I, gotta, I like how you did that. time for yourself. Ooh. But you know, you Matthew, become Matthew big got time. away with words. <laughs> Some you, know you, you become big time when you can budget for that. And you can handle that because I mean, the best executives, the best agents, are the ones that can deal with the nose and the losses and and, and manage that to a successful win in the yeah, long there term. There you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. I so admire your level comes of with emotional maturity as well. Yeah, right, that comes with the job. I've been a little worried about you. Been a little worried about yeah, me. I've been a little worried about you, man. I told you that the last last episode too, when you when you spiked your phone. See, I'm a I'm was a that thrower. related? I don't want to, you know. I'm a like, thrower. I feel like that was a correlation, right? There, yeah, you yeah. alluded to it last last week. You did. Right. I'm a thrower. Said, I know yeah. what's going on. Yeah, and I feel like me and you, we we walk in the so, same creative so, footsteps. So, so I guess when I, I get mad, so I, I, I guess I have to thrower. keep going, right? So I have this thing that 
um, I feel I'm, I'm an empath, mm-hmm. so I feel other people's emotions. Okay. Right. So with that in mind, I kind of can not necessarily account for it or see what someone's like next move or next thought process is. I feel you. Um, but like in this time where things have been off, right? I don't have mastery of emotions. Mm. So the thing that I do have is maybe the awareness of like, okay, that conversation. You know, I don't know. I just had with my mom that I didn't say much. Yeah. It was still heavy for me when I left, got off the phone. Right. Because it, because of whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just learning how to deal with those emotions when you feel them and, like, taking your time with those. Right. So that's, that's kind of where I feel like I'm going now. Yeah. Like, okay, I might not be able to control everything, but I can at least control it and, like, sit with myself, mm. if that makes any sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I want to ask the artist, though. Okay. Lydia, as an artist, how do you... Uh, uh, take control of your emotions i'm not an artist well not really i'm not an artist but i would imagine that somehow your emotions play a part into the work that you produce so how do you actually what are some of the strategies that you use to control those things so you can focus them towards creative endeavors Hmm. i definitely would not say that i have control over my emotions as far as like converting it into something creative but um i find a lot of the times like i'm just constantly practicing so like if I have the energy to create, I will. Right. And usually emotions kind of actually block that for me. Okay. So yeah. if I'm, yeah, if I'm in a high emotional state, um, I'm usually not thinking about art at all. I'm mm. usually just crunched up in bed, you know, mm. kind of depressed or uh, going, just going to work, you know, coming back, going to sleep type shit. Right. So I don't really allow myself the, the space to create and heal and like let out I kind of okay. need I, uh, that's why I appreciate the friends that I've had because right. they help me to they encourage me to actually create and have that outlet and right. to be able to freely create so um, that's how I am I'm, I mean everyone's different you know everyone has their own way of creating but um, it's usually when I'm in the most clearest head spaces that I can just make stuff you know and then that's, oh, that right. I, I just make that stuff into other stuff well, how, do you, like? how do you do how, how how do you personally engage in that clear out of space, for lack of better words? Hmm. Uh, usually I'm by myself in my apartment. <laughs> and true, true. I kind of just hold myself in for a day. Um, listening to music, not listening to music? Music, yeah. Music helps. Um, helps kind of create a mood. But mostly my my major thing is color. So I'll yeah. like choose my colors and then just kind of go from there and okay. make, make what mm, I like to make. Choose your colors first. Interesting. I choose my colors. Right, yeah took my question that was a great question because normally when i'm coming up with ideas even if it's like not creative but it's more like let me sort through this business challenge or this operational challenge like i have to get in my car late at night and put one of my favorite songs on and just put it on on repeat and just drive around Hmm. like i gotta do that the driving around part helps i gotta drive around at night right like um, Hmm. interesting 495 or it could be like a long street like georgia ave and just you turn right back, you know what I'm saying? But I have, you know, that's the optimal situation. It's your environment, yeah. Right. Everyone has their little Stimulus environment that the, they create for themselves to be able to Stimulate the ideas that we think are the dopest. Yeah. No. So you said that you had a good year. You had your visual show. Mm-hmm. So with displaying some of your visual art, but you yeah. are an artist of multi-disciplines. Yeah. Across different, you know, um, disciplines. So how do you follow up a year where you had some very big wins with the visual arts? Do you kind of keep that weighted dis- or even distribute evenly distributed across the different 
kind of a medium. Yeah, so I'm looking to go into tattooing. So like that's kind of what the end of my year's been. This like research and I'm down. (laughs) (laughs) I'm down. I did my first tattoo on myself, and it's not it's not bad. I'm proud of it. Oh, let's see, let's see, let's see. I'll show it to you guys. That's whack. No, I'm playing. It's great. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally just line work. You don't have to do it like that. You know, but I like it, and I've been, um, I practice on one person, yeah. but mostly I practice on, you know, fruit. Yeah. I haven't gotten any of that fake flesh stuff or I'm anything, down to be a practice board. Many people have offered their bodies. Work? and yes. <laughs> Many people. I've been, wow, that was, know, I feel like that was some sort of humble flex. <laughs> Woo! Was that like a but okay? Yeah, that was weird, humble, whatever. I'm very grateful for people that you know they want me to practice on them because they trust me as an artist. I think that's a a major compliment. So thank you. But I've I've been holding myself back a little bit because I my goal was not to you know fuck someone up for life. Right, right. right. Definitely not the goal. That's why they have cover art. Right. Yeah, true. But I'm I'm definitely not learning in a traditional sense. You know, like I mean, I have a friend that I learned from. But it's not like a full apprentice situation, okay. you know. It's not ideal. Okay. So I'm kind of taking it slow over time. Um, ultimately, I want my own studio. Um, wow, I see that happening. I kind of yeah, like I had this vision of a because I bartend now and I actually learned that I enjoy it. Something I never knew I would enjoy. Bartending. Bartending, okay. barista type stuff. So I want like a cafe and tattoo oh, parlor. Yeah. Mm. But um, oh. like walk-ins will end at a certain time. Obviously, you don't want drunk people getting tattoos. So. That's, um, you don't? Yeah, no, no. Oh, okay, I thought that was I thought that was a, a market right there. <laughs> no, that's Broadway at the beach in Myrtle Beach. I'm almost certain it definitely is. There's a whole know. market. Well, I don't, like, I don't want to tattoo belligerent people. You that's know. real. That's usually the tattoos that you regret. Like, yeah, so. the one that gets unless infected. you have a problem. Then. Right. You, <laughs> you may regret it, but I made my money though. That's real. That's real. Um, oh man, I had a question. Yeah. How do you, so how do you follow? So what it would be? Uh, what is the next level for you? The, ne- the next level is definitely to. Con- I want to continue definitely. Like um, since this year was, I like I like having shows. I like being able to show my stuff because before I just kept it to myself. I've always created like you know since middle school or yeah, whatever. Right. But um, I definitely want to continue the trend to put myself out there because it's like a. Um, it's an Snowball exercise. Effect, yeah, like it's an exercise. and. Um, well, I mean, you being a barista, you're getting those social interactions. With yeah. People, oh, yeah. So it's, it's big with mar- uh, like marketing myself, right. you know, um, spreading the word, seeing people. Right. Reading people. <laughs> it's a very stuff. interesting job. Like, I actually, I like it because you talk about the randomest stuff most right. of the time, but right. when it's not busy. Right, right, right. But, um, yeah, I definitely want to continue the trend. Um, <sighs> what about, like, the e-commerce game? Have you... Uh, Stepped into that a lot, like you're putting your work on a shirt, putting uh, your work on a coffee ooh, Like, um, yeah, so it's difficult to, um, for me to imagine the stuff that I create now on art, like on a shirt or a hoodie. Um, I, I don't like doing that. Like, I don't like taking something that wasn't necessarily made Meant for, for it. Right. Yeah, and mm-hmm. just kind of putting it on and selling it. That's not really, like, my thing. I would like to create a mission or a, right. you know, a vision for it, but I just haven't got it yet, so I don't think it's quite the time for, for my my apparel line yet, okay. but I definitely have goals, like, to have at least a shirt come out right. maybe in the next year. Because right. um, you say, you know, opening a studio, which is another question I have after you guys... Uh, no, go ahead, baby, it's all there. you. But, yeah, I mean, I got, you know, that I got requires a, a lot of capital. And, you know, of course, obviously, you probably would want most of that, those expenses to be covered by your art. Right? Exactly. You know, so, <laughs> so it's just always interesting to hear from different artists how they handle, you know, 
kind of offset. In those I think prices. that cafe thing would be kind of my cover to be able to uh, do whatever I want because well, ultimately just, that space would be my studio. Like in the back, I probably have a studio back there. You have there, some good like. margins off the coffee too. Yeah, so like drinks. Incredible profit that's, margins. That's off easy, the car, you know. <laughs> and I'm learning the restaurant business being like Busboys. It seems like a big business, but it's very small. It's just like. The same restaurant multiplied. Yeah, Yeah, like I I know a lot of the people that are in it, and even like knowing the recipes for the drinks is like enough for me to start my own stuff. So, not not to cop their stuff. I don't want to like run into legal, but (laughs) I wanted to piggyback off of the e-commerce thing. It's a question I ask all of my um, visual artist friend. How do you how do you kind of escape? How do you sell your art? Do you sell your art? Is it possible to do it in 2019? Oh man. So a lot of artists, for me, I'll go out. Like if people invite me, they're like, oh, hey, I want you to vend at this event. Mm -hmm. I'm most likely selling prints. Like I don't have a lot of originals. Like I don't have time to make stuff most of the time. Right, right. So, Mm. and a lot of my stuff's digital for the time that I do have. So Mm. I'll just make prints of, you know, my collection that I've built over the past like six years. Okay. And um, a lot of the stuff sells, like I'll sell prints for $10. Okay. And people support because they like my work. But um, I don't do that a lot. Like, I don't actively seek out opportunities for that most of the time. Is that I work. intentional or just time? Not intentional, yeah. Okay. It's, it's literally just a time thing for me now. So that's how I make a lot of just my passive art income. Right. Um, if I were to want to press my originals more, I would have to talk to a lot of more people. Like, I'd have to go to more events. Right, yeah. I'd have Scale to, you know, I'd you have to do that? learn it. You want to keep it Is more that the small, you intimate do? operations, like interactions with. I do, yeah. Like supporters. eventually, I want to get into you know throwing my own shows, curating. Yeah. Um, and I think that would build a lot of opportunity for that. But it's tough. It's like some people I just don't want to deal with. Like as as an artist, mm-hmm. I don't really mm-hmm. want to be my own manager most of the time. I just have to. So like I'm I'm grateful for the skills that I have. Went to business. I went to business school. Went to Howard. I know the skills. Right. Right. So. Sure. I'm grateful for that. Yeah. A lot of artists don't have that, so they don't really have the boost that they need to right. kind of put themselves out there. But you still only have 24 hours in a day. Exactly. Right? So how do right. you, you know, ideally if you were to offload that to somebody who you trusted as manager or, you know, just a production partner, whatever you want to title it as, mm-hmm. what kind of would be those skills that you feel like artists of your caliber generally need in terms of a supportive role? Um, I would definitely say be able, at least know your worth. Like, um, know what opportunity it's 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 a hard skill to learn um you kind of have to have experience for it and it's not just artists like it's like any freelancer yeah. to be honest absolutely um but you have to know when an opportunity is not the one yeah. like know when yeah. you're being being you, swindled or know when it's not really an opportunity that will create any um advancement for you yeah, or you, you learn that by going through by that. doing the <laughs> by things getting, that you, you don't learn fucked it. over multiple yes. times you it's, gotta get fucked catching <laughs> it's gonna happen yes. and there are opportunities yeah. you'll take and it's like oh I didn't make any money from that but I met this this person right. I got this opportunity from that so it's not completely dead mm. but the, <laughs> I've, I've been to events right. where I go and I sit didn't sell anything yeah. didn't really get any you know I wasn't giving away business cards people would come and they it, it was like the art was a part of the the visuals for the event, and that was it. Ah, it was like they used it. The they used selling the, the art as a cover at, for bringing people in, and right. then nothing happened. Right. So that's, I was like, that, yeah. all that's right. whole another conversation. Okay. I need to avoid this situation yeah, as an artist because I know my worth, basically. We've got 10 minutes. We can just keep keep going. I think this is a great conversation. So, I mean, we've all had events. Yeah, we have. Right, right, right. We have. And so I think this is a good 
you know, point. Like, you can have great visuals that show that a lot of people attended, but at the end of the day, like, what, what there's so many are costs you that you put in, <laughs> yeah. you know, to put it's this on. It's about engagement. Right. Mm-hmm. And don't, like, y'all got me started. I hate to see these events with these beautiful recaps, and you see artists everywhere, and like, people like yourself <laughs> got their shit hanging up, right. but ain't nobody, like, paying attention. They're just trying to get exactly. drunk and listen to a DJ, That's probably right. for free. Right. But this right. producer or this event curator has put together a situation where you probably got to pay the VIN so that they can use your art as an aesthetic. It's fucking bullshit, man. Yeah, no. Yes. Nope. And then that, le- sorry, that leads sorry. us just... to an artist feeling like they're whored out. Yeah. And that's something that... Yeah, like, making a, you feel like you want to quit. As an or event producer, kind of yeah. you have to be very conscious of because the idea where you like, yo, I'm going to throw an art show. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to make sure that like it was actually worth it for the person. Exactly. Right. So are you putting them in a group of people that will actively engage in their art, or buy exactly. it or whatever like that? Exactly. And then... You know, even in presentation, like one thing I appreciated about when we did the event with with um, Lydia, I almost missed her name. But one thing I appreciated about it, her event was that she had prints. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. some of the other artists some uh, and different things like they might not have that particular accessible type of art for mm-hmm. that scenario. That's but true. she matched mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And that was just making the last sure minute too. I'm up. It was like. I was prepared Prince only because I had the me. the um, the means. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I had I had a plug for getting my prints matted. Nice, and that was about <laughs> it. I did a couple yeah. of ones myself yeah. and then cranked it out. But I they I sold like probably fifty percent of the stuff I had there, so it was like a great night. And then so so as that as you try and match that, you also have to like 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 you said, you just as you try and match the art to the consumer mm-hmm. you also have to make sure that like like we saying the whole thing fits and it's presented correctly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because we can ha- we can we can do all these things and it still be empty yeah and that's what we at this yeah. at this table don't like yeah, no no <laughs> um that's actually a nightmare of mine that i'd spend months working on an event and, and then two hours into the event it's just me and that bitch yeah. <laughs> not even yeah. my lady Fact. oh man. <laughs> <laughs> You drink, you drinking, yeah. all, you drinking the wine. You're yeah, drinking the wine, trying to fucking up the inventory. Waste this money. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you'll feel like that as artists as well, because you'll like invite your friends to the event. They're like, "Oh, I can't make it. Like, I'm right sorry." It's like I understand. I understand. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. You know, I, I follow you on Instagram, but I still like that little part of my brain's like sad. You know, yeah. sad that I couldn't have my people there. Yeah. yeah. Shout out my best friend OG. Uh, back in the day, David. Uh, we go back. He's the first one who bought a ticket for the uh, Beanie's event yeah, via text. So shout out to my friends who always hold me down. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, but uh, to get to the point, I feel like, and I've said this word before on the podcast, digital transformation. So yeah. we're in the midst of the what they call the fourth industrial revolution in fourth. America. Mm-hmm. Uh, with you know, most of <laughs> with that and the knowledge. main thing that's driving this industrial revolution, right? They say in like 50% of companies that were originally in the Fortune 500 in 2002, have, 2000 have since left the Fortune 500. And the ones who stayed, stayed because they were on top of this digital transformation. They saw what, what? was changing. So it goes with that technique. Digital transformation, I'm, 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 I'm detechnify it. No, 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 you got it. I'm with it. I'm with it. No, 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 with it. I'm with it. The digital transformation, because we all interact with phones and shit like this. This is all part of it, right? Uh, comes down to customer experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At the end of the day. User experience. User experience. So two parts of customer experience. The front facing is user experience. Mm -hmm. You know, how the user or the customer or the person you're trying to engage with interacts with, you know, the experience that you're providing and how they like that. And on the back end, it's the trust and security. You know, they want to be they want to be made sure that when they, you know, engage with you and what you provide Mm -hmm. that 
they'll be protected. Their, you know, their money's protected. Yeah. The, the quality of the stuff that they get from you is protected. Yeah. The experience they have at the event, you know, they're not getting hassled or they're not getting, right. you know. So it really comes down to not having super so many bodies in a room. It comes down to providing the best experience. The best experience. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. customer. I actually the thought about going to school for UX, but... You I might just try to find a job in do, it based on my skill set and kind of like just the, finesse the it. General Assembly courses and six to yeah, eight yeah, weeks and some of yeah, those. Yeah, I definitely thought about that just to be able to like get into the field. It's much cheaper and you have uh, FaceTime with employers mm. throughout the whole process, which True. is so much better than just jumping th- tens and thousands of yeah, dollars yeah. on a degree and you're not really getting much FaceTime. But mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, so it all comes down to customer experience. I think everybody at this table does a great job of putting you know their best foot forward and providing so. So what's stuff. interesting about you making that point, right, is um, me and my homies have been throwing this event for a year now. Five minutes. Got you, got you. So. <laughs> You're not supposed to say it, Tom. Hey, I mean, it just, just, just kind of slipped out. Anyways. It seems transparency. Yeah, it is. Okay. Mr. Transparency strikes again. So um, been throwing this event for a year now. It's, it's um, called Lime, if you don't know. Um, and this particular last line. We didn't really have the attendance we're used to. Mm. Mm. But people spent more money. Really? Yeah. It's more tension. I have seen this. So, this is the trend that it. I mentioned. So, so, so what the conclusion that we came to is that, like, in all, in, in us, you know, getting the word out and having so many people come through, mm-hmm. let's say we have 150 to 200 people come out, it almost becomes overwhelming to now shop the clothes. Yeah. yeah. So when not Facts. so many people are in there, or let's say we see your anxious about shopping and we mm-hmm. say hey come back tomorrow yeah that person who comes back tomorrow well, spends a hundred dollars in yeah, one yeah. swipe yeah. Mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying so we've kind of come to the conclusion that like it's not necessarily about having that event and having so many Yo. people come out it's about hey man how about this personal shopping experience where we have Facts. all our attention is Hell, on you. that's it that's yes. it bro but you already knew that like you were already doing no, no that. i mean we we no, are we definitely already knew that yeah but <laughs> at times you know life and um Life and work is a cycle, so sometimes you know, you know something, you've learned something, but it's time to learn it again and, re- and, really, apply it. and really apply it. Certain mm-hmm. things aren't as important anymore. Like, at first you wanted a big attendance, now you actually want to make major profit. Yes. Right. There you go. Go ahead. We work did not figure that out. But with yeah. that being said... We'll talk said, about that next week. Tools of the trade. Kick us off, Tom Tom. So Explain what it is first. Tools of the trade is something tangible or intangible that has guided you through your t- recent, mm-hmm. recent times. Mm-hmm. So my tool of the trade... Is transparency. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's interesting. So I had a talk with my friend who's in the room who nobody knows is mm-hmm. here. Okay. Um, so <laughs> you are real transparent. Yeah, yeah, right, right, ahead, right. right. So ahead, I, I had a conversation with, with her, right? And I had the, almost the same exact conversation with a random ass Uber passenger. Okay. And discussed my, my family mm-hmm. and different things. And the lady. Felt the same way I did and had the same exact experience I did. But it's just a random ass person that I spoke to. So, like, Mm. I've just kind of come to the conclusion that, you know, sometimes sharing parts of your life and that transparency guides you through what the next step may be. Yeah. So, that's my tool of the trade. Okay, yeah, yeah. Almost forgot the social. So, Thomas the Great on IG. Tommy Pickles, P-I-C-K-L-Z underscore in the middle. And those are my social. Oh, that's Twitter. My fault. And those are my socials. True. Tools of the trade. All right. Well, 
I think something I live by recently, like after post-college life and mm-hmm. things that I've learned in adulthood, is to try to be myself all the time. Like mm. whether it be in a work situation, you know, like there's that thing called code switching. Yeah. I try really not to do that, actually. Right. Like, I mean, I know how to act. Love that. Keep I know how world. to act. Yeah. But I want to be me through and through, like right. whether I'm dealing with a stranger or someone I knew mm-hmm. like 10 years, you know. Or with a business situation, casual situation, people I never met. Kind of the same thing as transparency. Like, just try to be true. Right. There you go. Give out authentic the social authenticity. Uh, my social is O-H-E-Y-L-I-L. O-H-E-Y-L-I-L. Mm-hmm. Um, on Instagram and Twitter. I don't really go on Twitter okay. that much, but Instagram is my spot. Is yeah. <laughs> I don't be tweeting too much, neither. Oh, I love the tweet. Man, yeah. Go ahead, man. Go ahead, man. Yeah, you already know what it is. Uh, on Twitter, at Backpack Matt. On Instagram, at Mr. Backpack. That's mm-hmm. M-I-S-T-E-R, Backpack. My tools of the trade this week would literally beanies. be uh, beanies, November 23rd. Beanies, baby. But also, uh, <laughs> uh, my basement flooded this weekend, so what? literally the tools of the trade were oh. a uh, wet back <laughs> and uh, a lever to kind of help move heavy items out That's the house. Nice. And, uh, Sorry to hear that, G. Some, a lot of storage bins, so shout out to Home Depot, though. I think I got uh, some Bless you. some homies up there now. But Shout no, it's all good, you know. Like you said, uh, like I said, you got to roll with the punches, but budget for them. So I got yeah, a bunch of other you. shit that I got to do, like this yeah. Beanie's event on Saturday, so I will not stress myself out. So, yeah, uh, see you all next week. Tools of the trade. It's almost like transparency. Um, I, you got to admit when you fuck up. Oh. You got to admit when you did wrong. When you came up short, I, okay. this is something like, we all knew this, this as like kids, but like as a thirty-year-old like grown fresh, man, like it just happened. nah, because you just got. Sometimes you find yourself fearing the backlash from a mistake, so you never try to come forth and confront it. Right, and then you confront it, and you're like, "I was being such a little bitch about it. Mm-hmm. Why didn't I just say this mm-hmm. to begin with? I could have mm-hmm. saved some relationships. I could have saved some drama and some stress and some drama from myself." Mm-hmm. So, Gray hairs. be on, man. Yeah, I'm so. getting. Bruh, I got it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, just be honest. Be honest and transparent. You can find me on all social medias at BMO Brown, B E M O Brown. Make sure y'all follow the Over the Shoulder Facts. podcast. That's what you yes. didn't fuck social up on. Media. Setting up that IG, <laughs> nigga. Ha ha. Shout out to Steve Brown. Setting that thing up. You know what I'm saying? I got to do what I got to yeah. do. Yeah, Getting man. all you know sorts of engagement on that IG. Got to. Got y'all throwing your phones up. At OTS. At OTS Pod. Over the Shoulder Podcast. We're definitely going to be engaging on social media. On Twitter. And on IG, it's at OTS.pod, I believe, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Try one of the motherfuckers out. You know what I'm saying? They might work, man. Yeah, try that shit out. Make sure y'all visit us every Wednesday right here where you're listening to podcasts. We'll be dropping episodes on all podcasts, or you can go over to Simplecast right here on Full Service Radio. We want to thank you again for listening to the Over the Shoulder podcast. Until next week, make sure y'all keep picking up them gems we be dropping. Peace. Peace, 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 peace. Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on mixcloud.com slash fullserviceradio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at FullServiceRDO, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening.